Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Danny Anderson. I'm your host, Rachel Long. And today on the Breakthrough Podcast, we will be talking to lead pastor of Emmanuel Church, Danny Anderson, about habits and how they help you have a breakthrough. Um, so welcome, Pastor Danny, to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's jump right in and talk about why would the topic of habits be on the Breakthrough Podcast? Yeah, so the big picture thinking here, you, you know, we we need um, habits in our lives mm-hmm. in order to get to the next level. Good, I should say we need good habits in our lives right. in order to get to the next level in our life and in most areas, whether it's in our finances or health or our relationships or relationship with God. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Rome. He said that uh, success is a few good habits repeated every day. Mm. And failure is a few bad habits repeated every day. So, mm. I mean, habits really do make or break us in our life. Mm, that's good. What would you say a habit is? Like, how would you define a habit? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good place to start. Um, you know, most of what we're going to talk about today on the podcast uh, comes from a couple of different books that you and I have read, mm-hmm. uh, The Power of Habit uh, by Jane, uh, by Charles Duhigg, and then Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's so good. Two fantastic books that deal with this topic in, in a very thorough way. Um, and, and James Clear defines habit this way. He says, a habit is a behavior that has been re- repeated enough times to become automatic. In other words, it's something that you've done over and over and over to the point where you don't even have to think about it. And, and we all have these habits in our life, right? We brush our teeth, read a book before bed, you know, some people take a cigarette break, you know, every day right, or whatever, right. just things that we do without even thinking about it. And, uh, and so good ones can help us and bad ones can really, really hurt us. But how do, how do habits um, have a positive, how do positive habits help us have a breakthrough though? Yeah. So, you know, habits have a cumulative effect in our life. You know, so the things that I do on a daily basis, the things that we all do on a daily basis, they add up to something. Right. There's a cumulative value to them. So um, if I have positive habits in my life, uh, you know, over time, I'm going to see success. I'm going to see, you know, things change in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that really is uh, the how habits work. So, for example, if I'm eating healthy, on a consistent basis and I'm exercising on a consistent basis. It's just going to be a matter of time before I'm in shape mm-hmm. and I feel better and I have more energy and, and my body is, is, is reacting, you know, to that. Um, same thing with my relationship with God. If I have positive spiritual habits that I'm doing every day, you know, that I'm, I'm praying, I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm spending time with God, I'm, I'm doing community with other believers, you know, and we're encouraging them, being held accountable, and, and attending church services, and hearing the Word of God being preached, and practicing worship. And like Over time, it's just a matter, of, you know, you're going to see a dramatic increase or, or breakthrough in your spiritual life. And so that's really essentially how it works uh, when it comes to habits. Okay, but I personally know that um, you can do some good habits about losing weight and then it gets hard. Or you can forget to um, set your alarm and then you didn't get up and have your quiet time with God. So is it really that simple? So breakthrough comes when you get new habits. I mean, is, is it that simple? 
Um, well, it, I mean, it is and it isn't. So, okay. and here's what I mean. And, and, re- and James Clear does a great job talking about this in the second chapter of his book. Um, it's true that habits, good habits, do lead eventually to a breakthrough for us. However, um, we have to deal with uh, who we are as a person before mm. we deal with what we do. And, and here, mm. here's what I mean. Uh, there's a there's a great quote uh, by Zig Ziglar. He said. Um, we cannot consistently behave in a way that is inconsistent with the way we see ourselves. Oh. In, in other words, um, our behavior, our consistent behavior over time is really an outflow of our self-perception, mm. how we view ourselves. Um, I love the way Clear says it in the book. He says, behavior that is incongruent with the self will not last. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that. If, if I'm trying to create a new habit in my life, say healthy eating, for example, um, if I don't view myself as a healthy person, it's just a matter of time before I go back to the chips and cookies and, mm. and, you know, the junk food mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, I'm not a healthy person and mm-hmm. I'm an unhealthy person. Unhealthy people eat unhealthy food. But mm-hmm. if I can get to the point where I can actually change the way I view myself and see myself as a healthy person, mm-hmm. well, then healthy people end up eating more vegetables and drinking more water and, you know, choosing salads and all those different things. Yeah. So it, it is as simple as, hey, good habits will get will lead to a breakthrough in your life, but, but you have to deal with who you are first. And then, and then once, you, once you get solid on who you are and your self-identity, then the behavior will become a lot easier. It will actually become natural for you. Um, so, th- so, so how, to pa- how do habits play into that? Well, in the book, James Clear says, you know, the most practical way to change yourself is to change what you do. So mm-hmm. what he means is that you can literally do something over and over and over so much that you begin to believe that you're the type of, of person who does those things. And, uh, and, then, and then that behavior will, be, will become natural. So you can behave your way into a new identity is, what, is how he explains it in the book. That's fascinating. Can you can you give like a, a specific example, like one that's more concrete for the listeners? Yeah, so I'll, g- I'll give you two really quick. Uh, first one, years ago, um, I I was not a runner. I was always in decent shape because I played basketball, but I was not a runner. And one day I realized that I was getting out of shape. I wasn't playing basketball, and I decided that I was going to try to run. Mm-hmm. And my first run was short. I hated it. It, it was, it was, <laughs> I was huffing and puffing and felt bad. And, sure. Um, but I had a friend that, that was a runner, and he kept encouraging me to do it. And so I did it the next day and didn't feel much different at all. <laughs> I still hated it. But I kept doing it, and I kept doing it. And you take a few days off and go back for another run. And then I, was, I started to notice I could go a little longer, and it didn't, wasn't so painful. Um, and then I just kept going and going. And one day I, I realized that, um, you know, I, I think, I think I'm a runner, you know, and and it actually happened after I ran my first half marathon, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got that medal and I was like, I got the shit. Then I went and got the shoes and I got got (laughs) the clothing and I got the water bottle and, you know, the headlamp and, and I, and I took on the identity of a runner. Well then, Mm. you know, the behavior of going to run was so easy. I didn't have to force myself. I didn't have to, you know, push myself. It was just, it, it came very, very natural. So that's a good example. I think right now, the one I'm working with right now that I'm struggling with is writing. 
Mm. And I'm yeah. in the in the middle of trying to convince myself that I'm a writer. <laughs> I still don't believe it, <laughs> but I'm I'm stockpiling evidence by trying to write every day, uh, believing that that I am a writer. And then and then the goal would be to to write because I'm a writer. So that's how you're practically making the shift: writing every day, and um, the self talk that yeah. you that you are a writer. Mm-hmm. Doing it so often that. Um, I'm convincing myself that, that that's my identity. Mm, that's good. So is that is that how you would say is how you're creating the habits that you need, or how do we create them? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one way is, is through repetition, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and, and solidifying your identity. Um, that's kind of the foundational principle. But then you get into, okay, so there's a person out there and said, well, how do I create? A new habit. Let's. Mm-hmm. I, I know I need them. I know I need to have a breakthrough in my finances and my relationship with God or my relationship, my relationship with my spouse or whatever. Maybe it's a relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. We need to have a breakthrough with them. How do I create this new habit? Um, there's essentially three ideas that that have helped me. And again, these are mostly from the two books that we mentioned: mm-hmm. um, the Power of Habit and and Atomic Habits. The first idea uh, is to find a compelling cue, or another word would be a trigger. Okay. And Charles Duhigg really talks a lot about this in the the habit loop. Every habit kind of follows the same pattern. You know, it's there's there's a trigger, there's a behavior that's the routine or the activity, and then there's a reward on the back end. And that's essentially how every habit works. And so, if I wanted to create a brand new habit, what I need to do is figure out a cue or a trigger that will bring about a craving. And the craving piece is so important. Mm-hmm. The craving, or did you can call it desire or hunger or whatever you want, that's where the motivation comes in to 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 do this new behavior, to mm-hmm. go for the run, mm-hmm. to to eat the vegetables, to sit down with your spouse and talk through a problem instead of you know walking away and closing the door or whatever, giving the cold shoulder. Right. You know, it it all has to do with that cue and the trigger, and that's the most important part. And so. Um, I would tell somebody that they would need to figure out a trigger. And a trigger could be um, a smell. That's a big one for people. could mm-hmm. be a person. Mm-hmm. You see a person. It uh, could be a song uh, that, that triggers a, a, a hunger yeah. or a craving to go do something different. Uh, um, it literally could be looking at a pair of shoes on the floor. You see those shoes, and that triggers a desire to, to go f- for a run or whatever. You know, um, It could be imagining a better future. That could mm-hmm. be a trigger. For me, that's huge. Mm-hmm. When I sit and I think about the type of future that I want to have, that triggers me mm-hmm. to get into action and begin to move. Um, so that would be the first step that I would say uh, to a person who's wanting to create a new habit. When I was reading Atomic Habits, there's so many different practices in there that are easy to grasp and to implement. But this um, piece that Claire introduced was really the most difficult for me. I sat on that piece for a long time. Would you be willing to take the time to kind of walk us through practically a couple of those that work for you in sure. your life? Yeah. So um, when it comes to being in shape, this is kind of a uh, authentic moment here. I'll, <laughs> I'll just kind of preface it with this. We love those. Um, when it comes to being in shape, you know, I have a, I have a habit of working out probably six days a week, sometimes mm-hmm. seven. I'm very consistent with it. And when it 
you know, when I think about why am I so consistent? Why did I ha- why do I have such a good habit of getting to the gym and working out? And this is silly. My, my <laughs> wife's probably going to uh, not like this, but she she said to me one day, she said, I really appreciate that you are in shape and you haven't let yourself mm-hmm. kind of get out of shape. And mm-hmm. I know what she meant. She meant that she's attracted to me. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what I want. I want my wife to be, to look at me and, and be attracted to me and want to be with me physically. And, um, and that's an important part of marriage. And, and so when I think about that, oh, should I work out? Should I not work out? I think of what I want. It triggers that craving. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about motivation. Where am mm-hmm. I going to get the motivation to go do this? I want that. I want that in my marriage. I want my wife to be attracted to me. So that, that would be one example. Um, and another one would be, um, my financial preferred future. Mm. So I think a lot, that's a, cu- a huge trigger for me when it comes to money. A lot of people struggle with bad money habits, overspending, not budgeting, right? I happen to have some pretty good disciplined financial habits. You know, I stick to a budget. I don't overspend. We save, we save, we give, we give, we save. We have the whole Dave Ramsey thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we do that? It, what, for me, what it comes down to is freedom. And what I mean by freedom is, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, I want my investments or assets to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the, the future. And if I want to continue to work, you know, serve at the church, I can do that, but I don't have to. Got I it. can walk away. I can retire. I can hand things off to some other leader. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if that's going to happen one day, then I need to be on my budget right now, investing, saving being disciplined, oh, not overspending. Good. And so for me, the trigger is that that preferred compelling vision in my mind. Um, and so th- that'll be two two examples that that help me when it comes to cues. No, that's really good. That, that's helpful for me for finding a compelling cue. Um, what else can help us create a habit that we need? Yeah, so this one in the book, he talk, uh, James Clear talks about making it enjoyable when it comes to so the reason why it's so hard to create new habits is because they're hard. Mm-hmm. They're, they're oftentimes they're unenjoyable, and we we are we are people who want immediate gratification. And unfortunately, the bad habits in our life yeah. give us immediate gratification. Right? You yeah. think about it: sugar, caffeine. Uh, maybe not caffeine. This is a really bad habit. <laughs> um, you know, nicotine or you know, alcohol or pornography. These bad habits they provide an immediate hit of pleasure, dopamine, all that stuff. Oh, they sure do, right? And the and the good habits, ah, oh, they they the 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 good benefits are delayed. They're all pushed off into the future, right? And so that's why we struggle. So in the book, he talks about how can we make this new habit more attractive, more enjoyable to us. And he, ca- he, he came up with this idea uh, or he wrote about it and he called it, uh, what did he call it? Um, habit, I can't remember what he called it. Oh, shoot. Uh, temptation building. He called mm. it temptation building. Mm-hmm. And what he said was that if you can tie this new habit that you want to create that doesn't necessarily provide you that immediate gratification, you can tie it to something else that you really like um, and bundle those together, then you can make your new habit more enjoyable. And the example in the book, if you remember, <laughs> he talks about a guy who um, 
wired up his 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 uh, stationary bike to yes. Netflix, and the only way Netflix would work would be if he was on his bike riding at a certain speed. Yes. And so he bundled those two together, and now he's got this new habit of, of working out um, while he's doing the thing he loves, which is to watch Netflix. So, you know, uh, I thought that was fascinating. And so in my life, uh, you know, when it, again, when it comes to working out, uh, I'm, I can't really run that much anymore because my, I have a bad knee, and, uh, but I know I need to get cardio in. So what I've done is I've uh, c- coupled basketball you know, just shooting 25 minutes of mm-hmm. hoops, getting my heart rate up to about 130, 140, which is where it needs to be. I've coupled that with my cardio. And so three days a week, four days a week, I'm, I'm working my heart out, mm-hmm. doing something I really love. I don't, you know, I don't love being on a bike. I don't love being, you know, on, on an elliptical. Ugh, those things drive me crazy. So uh, it's made it more enjoyable. And now it's, you know, it's a habit. No, that's a really good. Finding a cue, make it enjoyable. And then what's another uh, principle that, that, that helps us build habits? Yeah, and this one, <clears throat> this last one, and there's, some, there's more to this, and mm-hmm. you know, we can't go too deep, but I think that something else that helps us is to formulate a plan, a for, to have a plan of action for the new habit. And um, he calls it in the book an implementation intention. And he cites a study that was done in Britain with 248 people, and you're broken down into three different groups, uh, and it was really to to help people to study people's exercise, you know, patterns and habits. And the first group was told to track their workouts. That was it. Right. The second group was told to track their uh, their workouts, but they were also given some information about the benefits of working out for the heart and the body and all that stuff. And then the third group was told to uh, not only read the information and track it, but also to come up with a plan of where and when they would do the new activity. And he said the third group was 91% of Mm. the third group exercised at least once a week. And uh, only 32% of the group one and group two actually uh, worked out. So... Um, it, you have to have a plan. And, and so, you know, this is just the night before writing it in your journal, writing it in your planner. This is what I'm going to do. And this is where I'm going to do it. It's the implementation intention. And, uh, that way in the moment of decision when it's like, well, should I, should I at work out or should I write these words or should I, you know, go on the date night or whatever it is, the new habit is that you want to create. You, you don't have to make a decision because the decision is already made. That's super powerful. What am I going to do? And where am I going to do it? That sets you up for success, Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, do you have any other closing thoughts for us on um, the the Breakthrough Podcast about habits? Yeah, I mean, the last thing, one of my favorite quotes on on habits is from a guy named John Dryden. And he said that, you know, we first make our habits and then our habits make us. Mm. And I... I just want to reemphasize the power, the absolute power of our habits. Like we are literally a product, like our lives, the quality of our lives that we're experiencing right now as individual is a byproduct of our habits. Yeah, for sure. They determine the quality of everything we do. You know, the kind of physical shape we're in, the relationship Mm -hmm. with God that we have, the relationship with our parents that we have, or, Mm -hmm. you know, our financial situation is most, in most part due to the habits that we have in our lives. So, I would encourage people, if you want to have a breakthrough in your life, focus in on creating some new habits that will lead to that breakthrough. It is worth the effort. Make it the top priority. Oh, that's so good. For those of you that are taking notes today, um, 
we just want to recap those three things. Find a compelling cue, make it enjoyable, and formulate a plan. And we would also highly recommend that if you're trying to start habits and, and it's feeling frustrating or you're not sure exactly which way to move, we would encourage you to go to eclife.org and um, check out Pastor Danny's talk, uh, Make It Stick. That will walk you through how to kind of clean up some things in your life, get your vision set, and start making those uh, impactful habits that'll, that'll help you have that breakthrough that you're looking for. Those practical examples, especially week two, are so, so helpful for you. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's Breakthrough Podcast. And if you would, we would love for you to rate it and share it. Uh, we will be back soon. And please send us your feedback and your questions. We enjoy spending time with you. Thank you again, Pastor Danny. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time.